rapper DMX has passed away at the age of 50. A statement from the family says the Grammy nominee died in hospital with his family by his side after being placed on life support for the past few days. Now, he had been on life support after an overdose and a heart attack earlier in the week. We've got our music expert, Eric Elper, on standby. He's going to join us later this hour to discuss the life and the legacy of DMX, who again has passed away at the age of 50. And the world, of course, also mourning the loss of Prince Philip today, who passed away at the age of 99. Prime Minister Trudeau issuing a statement earlier, calling Philip a man of great service, who will be fondly remembered as a constant in the life of our Queen. And joining us now for more on Prince Philip is longtime royal reporter Patricia Treble. She's on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Patricia, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, first off, uh, just your personal recollections, if we could, of Prince Philip as we honor the man on the day of his passing. So the last time I saw him, you know, in public was when he was here, his last visit here to Canada. So it was 2013. He was just about to turn 92. And it was, if memory serves, one of those, you know, those insanely humid, hot days that we have here that are just miserable. Um, But he was coming over and he was presenting new colors to one of his regiments, uh, the Royal Canadian Regiment, the 3rd Battalion. And he'd been, of course, honorary colonel in chief since 1953. So he knew almost all of the NCOs, all of the officers. He's, he, you know, generations of these men had, uh, had, had served with him. And he spent so much time with them um, because, of course, you know, this is just one of the duties he did. At that point, he was doing several hundred engagements a year, right? He's done this a million times, but he knows how special it is for them. And he was, you know, elegantly dressed, you know, upright bearing. He had that military bearing because, of course, you know, he'd served in the, in the Royal Navy during the war. Um, he never lost that. And he had just had this keen sense of, you know, exactly what they were doing and that they wanted to impress him. And he was also there for them. And he spent an enormous amount of time. And I remember just thinking, wow, you know, um, that is the sort of thing that he would just do as a matter of fact. Um, and I was really impressed. And you could, you could also see he was obviously cracking jokes because the guy, you know, soldier after soldier would be laughing because um, he knew how to break the ice because he knew everyone was tongue-tied when you're coming up to meet a royal. Um, right. all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, every... Every word vanishes from your brain, apparently. Um, and he just, you know, he just got on with it. And that's kind of one of the things, one of the last memories and, and a, a great memory because he just did his job. He knew what his job did. He knew what his duty did. And he did it. And he was such a constant at the Queen's side. They met as teenagers, their marriage over seven years, I think 73 years. And I'm thinking about Elizabeth and the Queen here as we all are today. And just exactly who was Philip to uh, the Queen? He was her rock. I mean, and she paid tribute to him several times. He was not one who liked public tributes. He is not one for that sort of thing. And that's why, you know, the funeral is going to be private. No surprise there. Um, but he was her rock. I mean, she could have picked anyone. And yet she picked a guy who was bright, intelligent, intellectual, and a man who could stand up to her. And imagine you are the queen at that point, the empire is still kind of around. It's, you know, it's, it's turning into the Commonwealth, but you are monarch. You're in your twenties. You need somebody who can stand up to you and say, look, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Somebody who can also 
help shoulder the burden. Um, and he did that. He was always, he knew what his duty was. He knew his duty was to support her. He knew as much as he was a driven man, he was always two steps behind her and he never forgot that. And so he just channeled all those energies into things like the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme, you know, Hundreds of thousands of, stu- have, of young people have taken part in it. He started promoting all sorts of industry. He loved technology. He was the one who got the Queen to send off her first email in 1976, before most people even knew of this thing called the Internet. Um, I mean, he loved that sort of thing. And, and he kind of was, he was the head of, that, head of the family. He was the head of the royal family. I mean, she was very much the Queen, the monarch, the head of state, but he was in charge of the family. And he was so many things. He was obviously a husband. He was a father, a grandfather, and then later a great-grandfather. He just played so many roles uh, when it comes to the royal family. What do you think is Prince Philip's uh, legacy when it comes to the royals? I think his legacy is that he showed you can be consort, because for, for lack of a better word, he was. He was a prince consort. And he, he, he took what was a very nebulous role, and he made it his own. And he showed you can just create something out of nothing. Um, and that's what he did. And so it helps so that when Charles, Charles and Philip, you know, son and father have very different um, personalities. But Charles took what is a very nebulous role, heir to the throne. You're just waiting for decades. And he turned it into his own, very much like, like Philip. Um, and if you look at the two of them, there's actually a lot of, a lot of similarities. They both are artistic um, they both draw. They both love the um, wildlife. They both love nature. Um, they both love nothing better than just you know getting out and, and you know and, cl- and going for long hikes and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's going to be one of his his lasting roles. And it's going to be the fact that he that he did his duty. He was you know a man of kindness, a man of tactlessness. Um, uh, comments at some point. But he was a very complex man who was loyal, was loyal to his wife, was loyal to the crown, was loyal to his family. Now, you referenced the funeral a moment ago. And, of course, when it comes to the royals, there is a lot of tradition. There's a lot of protocol. Uh, Do we know exactly what is planned for uh, Prince Philip for the funeral? And how will the uh, pandemic perhaps uh, change, alter, or shape those plans? We don't know exactly when it's going to be, but we know it's going to be at Windsor Castle. We know it's going to be private. Um, this was always the plan. Um, royal funerals are usually, there's guidance given long ago. They name them after bridges. So his is Forth Bridge, which is a bridge in Scotland. Um, the Queen's is London Bridge. Um, and we know that it's going to be private. Um, so there'll probably be some military there, but the pandemic obviously means there are going to be lots of restrictions. They have asked everyone, please do not send flowers to Buckingham Palace and stuff like that. You've seen the flowers being laid. They said, no, donate to your favorite charity. Sign our our online books of condolence. The Canadian government just opened up a book of condolence online. Um, So I think that's going to be how things are going to be changing. Um, I have some friends who were in Ottawa um, when at 9 o'clock when they lowered the the flag on the Peace Tower to half-mast. And then they started playing the biggest bell in the Peace Tower. They started ringing it out for 99 times. And she said that the, you, there were surprising numbers of people up on Parliament Hill because they were waiting for that. Um, and just saying, you know, just to, say, to pay tribute. So I think most of it is going to be online. Um, going to be interesting to see if Harry can make it over. Um, because well, of course, I was, was yeah, about to ask you about that. 
Because uh, obviously, uh, you know, Prince Philip has been in hospital for quite a bit of time in 2021, Patricia. And do we know whether or not Philip was aware of the turmoil that was uh, going on that's happening with Harry and Meghan? And is it clear uh, what their plans are when it comes to the funeral? Yeah, it's 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 not clear at all um, because, of course, you know, Britain has a, has a, has quarantine rules. You can't just come into to Britain, and I don't know if if Harry's had both his his shots, whether that affects it, the vaccination shots. Um, so that's all up in the air. I think it'll be confirmed. Um, the what we were what we've been kind of told from you know people who know people who know people is that he. Towards the very end, and yes, he was in hospital for for a month. That he really wasn't that aware of what you know the big Oprah interview. I mean, he knew there was obviously tensions and stuff like that. Because um, Harry talked about, uh, you know, I think during the interview, it was one of the clips that was aired afterwards that uh, they'd spent a lot of time zooming um, with the Queen and with Philip, and that Philip was was famous that when he wanted to end his Zoom call, he just closed the lid of the laptop. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and that is that is a grandfather right there. That's like, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Like, yeah. <laughs> Finally, I just want to mention, and it's a it's a real shame in a way because Philip was just literally weeks away from celebrating his 100th birthday. Yeah, yeah, it would have been June. It would have been June 10th. He would have he would have got a birthday card from his Majesty Majesty the Queen. Uh, it's kind of you know. <laughs> You know, the wife. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I mean, they were never planning anything big anyway, so it was going to be a family affair um, because his health had been declining for a number of years. And also, he's, you know, he was a private guy. Once he retired at 95, as one does, <laughs> um, he'd made it clear that, you know, public duties were behind him. Um, but I think there would have been a celebration. Um, and you certainly saw over Easter, I don't know if you saw the, the picture of um, Charles with his mom, at Windsor, and because Windsor is where um, Philip and Elizabeth were, um, so probably I would imagine that Charles had had been able to spend some time with his with his father. I would assume right. that, that you know the kids had been gathering as as carefully as they are able to do under all the pandemic restrictions. All right. Well, Patricia Treble, really appreciate your time, and thank you for helping us remember what a life Prince Philip uh, passing today at the age of ninety nine. Again, thanks so much. You're more than welcome, Jeff.